episode number 114 of the Tar and Running Shots podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, your, your hair's looking a bit wheat there. Have you been in the rain, have you? <laughs> yeah, it's half a wheat outside, uh, to quote a, a clubmate of mine. Yeah, it's, I just got back in and it's, it's pouring today. What is this? This is the Scottish summer. Ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's horrendous in uh, Costa del Afford as well. It's, uh, I was going to go out with, with, uh, with taking out the inflatable jacuzzi, the good old uh, lazy span. <laughs> the, 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 lids, the lids flooded, so... There's no, uh, there's no lazy spot at night, Tom. But you know what, Kyle? You are, if anyone in the world is allowed to be a wimp and go on the treadmill, it's you. Well, I haven't. I was on the treadmill today, funnily enough. I went, I went outside and I braved it, uh, nice. similar to, to yourself, Tom. Um, although it wasn't as, as heavy, the rain. It was early this morning. But you, so what did you do? Did you just go out to the, to the forest again and look for your, 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 your donuts, sir? What were you up to? <laughs> I was uh I went out for a funny you should say that someone sort a, a, a local listener uh, shout out to Scott Adams as he was in touch saying that he he was running Countess Wells obviously where near where or next to where I live but he didn't see any donuts stashed oh, so uh, yeah, I had a bag of donuts, donuts actually eh? over the weekend yeah I, I did I was of course I was on the donuts over the weekend um I yeah, I, just, I went out and just ran around the block did four laps of the blocks I couldn't oh look at this Kyle's tempting me with a box of donuts right now oh. 30 Very donuts nice. from Tim Hortons and Dunfermline. Debbie kindly brought back to me. Oh, you know how many is left? Well. This is yesterday. Do you know how many, how many is left? Of how many? Do you have 12? 30, two know, left. Oh, great work. Two and a half. Fan- fantastic work. Only two left. That, that's that you're making my, I can, I'm salivating just looking at those two donuts. I thought you, I thought you might, yeah. So um, anyway, so before we get going, um, firstly, two things. Firstly, this episode again is brought to you by... Our fast friends, so running, uh, so are our premium running brand, the British running brand, which we're, we're really pleased to be working with, and they've got some fantastic kit. You, we mentioned the competition details last weekend, um, last episode, sorry, and yeah. So if you would like to be in for the chance to win a so race bundle consisting of an elite race vest 3.1, the speed shorts 2.0, and a pair of diamond crew socks, head over to our Facebook page and. Uh, you'll see the, the instructions there. Yeah, absolutely. And normally is the, you know, the episode supported by a friend. So running, we've got, as always, I've got another stack content of, of uh, running related banter for you. Not only, we, we caught up with some of you will, will remember, we caught up with our Olympian friend and uh, second time on the show, Andy Butcher. So we're going to have him uh, streamed from the, yeah, the, the live Facebook we had onto the podcast platform. So that's going to be exciting. And uh, also a bit of London and Garmin, Garmin drama as well, eh, Tom? Absolutely. Yeah, bloody Garmin data. This is a, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I mean, I think we, you know, we, I've seen a lot of memes kicking about $10 million are being held for Garmin. <laughs> You know the 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 talk of a whip round is um, you know it's starting to sound quite uh, quite a good one. I'm sure the TRS listeners, there's about 1,500 of you. Let's we throw a pound in each. That's our contribution to the 10 million that they're looking for. <laughs> is it not all been sorted now? It's Monday night, folks. FYI, uh, is it all been all been no, sorted it's, out? Of the it's still run, it's still. Nope, still rumbles on. I mean, Kyle's look, sitting there looking smug because he's got a Sunto watch. So he's I do. He's, uh, I do. But um. I think it's I last I heard it was still down. Although actually I'm just going on Connect Garmin Connect now and it is 
Looks like it's back up and running, actually. Maybe they've paid them. Maybe they've paid the piper. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly, yeah. Um, it says, although the app does say, sorry, we're down for maintenance. Um, but it says, we're happy to report, this is Monday night, that Garmin Connect recovery is underway. We'd like to thank you for your understanding and patience as we restore normal operations. We'll be charging you more for our Garmin products in future to cover the $10 million we've had to get. Seem they'll be raking it in soon, eh? Oh, they will be. They'll be smug as hell. Um, so, that last well, week, just, actually, what well, I was going to say, last week was the first, was, I can't actually remember a time when you've been more up to date on Strava than I have been, because obviously the Kyle's uh, tech was, was much better than mine. So, let's start with you. How was your, how was your training last week? How's the, the, the 24 hour plan coming together? Well, chatting about tech, I think I did say I got a new phone that, you know, happily syncs directly to my, from my seat or to the, the phone without me even having to do anything, Tom. I walk in the door and then it, it's uploaded, like magically. I, it's crazy. You know, none of this, uh, you know, logging in and logging out and put, switching Bluetooth on, switching it off. It just, it's just magic. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, back to my training last week. I had, a, I had another good week, Tom. Um, as, as I mentioned, it was a bit of a, more of a top-heavy type week. Uh, in terms of mileage for the week, 107, just shy of 107 miles for the week, um, which was, was, was great. Um, really happy with how, how that went. Um, in terms of the, the main kind of key session or sessions were the Thursday and the Friday back-to-backs that I mentioned on the podcast last week. Um, 27 on the treadmill the, on, the, on the Thursday morning. It was pretty warm, like I'm not going to lie. Um, but do you know what? I, it was. I felt felt great. I felt relaxed. Um, it felt quite easy. Uh, averaged about six forty for the mile. And do you know what I started watching, Tom? What? The last dance. Oh boy. Oh yes, excellent. That, is, that stuff is dynamite. It is, isn't it? That's motivational. That is so motivational. So, and I, I, I got a bit fed up of the, you know, listen, listening and. I thought I'll get the last dance um, playlist from Spotify, and I was just great playlist. What a brilliant playlist! Like, there's a lot of favorite stars. I've starred quite a lot of the the songs for the big challenge. Like, you know, my only worry is peaking too early. That's uh, that's the thing I've got to watch now. You know, I think the last dance soundtrack. That's like 16 hours in. You know, when you maybe starting to dip a bit, and you need to lift yourself. Yeah, it it was really good. Um, You know, in terms of in terms of fuel, you know, it, it, it just, like I said last week, running on a treadmill makes things so much more controllable compared to, you know, even even running around a track because you can ask for something, you can get it straight away if you've got somebody there for you, you know. Um, and, you know, you know, your pace, you can't change your pace unless you manually change it. You, you just mm-hmm. have to stay at that pace. Um which makes it quite exciting in terms of when it comes to the, the day of the race, what pace am I going to put that treadmill at? Um, you know, and, and, and I don't know the answer to that just yet, but I've, I've had a, a good chat with my coach, uh, Lewis, exactly of you know, some of the, the strategies that I'm going to be uh, adopting on, on, on race day. And, and even just that, you know, the, I feel like I've, this week has probably been the, the, first, you know, the first time I've kind of felt, what am I meant to do now? for the next sort of four or five weeks. I feel like I've done all the, all, you know, a lot of the big key sessions. Um, 
So, so yes, yeah, so three more weeks and then it'll be of key, key workouts in, in high volume. In terms of volume, probably hit, it's going to bring it up to about 130 miles for the week. Um, you know, and I, I did okay. say I'm going to do a bit more treadmill running, but I, I'm also quite wary that running on the treadmill, that sheer repetitive motion is, if I do that all the time, it could potentially injure me. Um, mm. So I really have to watch what I'm doing and, and the, the sort of, just uh, you know the very the variation of of treadmill workouts versus going outside. So the following day, I did another back to back. Well, I say I, I did another marathon. It wasn't a marathon; it was twenty five miles. But um, and that was on the on the line, Tom, on the D side line, starting D-side in Duffy line. Park and yeah, away up to uh, well, we were Crathus and then and then back. Nice. That was good. Um, again, felt really good. The only issue I had was I did bring enough fuel or water with me, and there's there's nothing. And I felt like shite, you know. I'm not gonna lie. I got to about mile mile forty, mile fifteen, and I, I felt a little bit wobbly, and um, and I and I was a little bit quicker in terms of the you know this uh, a couple of seconds per mile, six thirty eight per mile, but it was tough because of the humidity and the the, the, the heat. And just the sheer lack of, of fuel that I brought. I only brought two 500, two 400 mil bottles. Um, and I, th- I think one of the issues as well was, I think I, was, I went into that run dehydrated still and not eating enough mm-hmm. because of the run I had the day before. Um, but it's, it's lessons learned, you know I mean? I'm, it wasn't a disaster. It was just a little bit, I, I expected to feel a little bit better with minimal fuel, but, um, but hey-ho, it's, it's a lesson. Like I say, it's not going to, on the day of the, re- the event, the challenge, it's, it's uh, these, these sessions are there to be, to give you an idea of where you are, what you're doing, and, um, and at the end of the day, those, the benefits from doing those two sessions are going to be huge when it comes to the 28th of August. You know, I, I was looking at, your, looking at your run over the weekend. The second one, I thought I was actually impressed with it because I thought the, you closed pretty well. And, I, you know, I know that from, you know, anyone who's, who's done marathon training or ultra training will know when you start doing, you know, 20-plus mile runs, that's, you're heavy-legged. And to go, I think I was quite impressed, you know, mile 24, 622, mile 25, 620 on the second day of a, of two back-to-back 25-plus mile runs, that's that's decent. that's that's strong going, mate. I mean, that's you know to to be able to to be able to um, find that sort of pace shows that you're a bit of liveliness in the legs, and you weren't you know you weren't dying, especially if you felt like you were maybe short on fuel, which is uh you know so as long as you didn't you know deplete yourself too much, I guess that you're you, you'll feel the effects. But it sounds like you're you've, you're okay now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If I was, if I had, if I had fuel and I had water, I would have felt great the whole way through it. Um, I know, I because you, you know the feeling you get when you know you're depleted from something. It wasn't because of the pace or anything. I mean that would have had a, a little bit to do with the um, the, the rate at which um, I'm I'm taking in carbohydrates and losing losing sweat. Um, but it was it was, it was I think. What I found as well is that that race, not that race. Why do I keep saying the race? The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the first run. few miles of that back to back, I was running sub six twenties, and I thought we'd run in six fifties, which was quite nice to to feel running that pace. Going oh, I'm yeah. that fast. Oh, that's that's good, and that, I, I, that hasn't happened for a while, which is 
promising, especially after like a a heavy day the day before. Um, so that that you know that that sort of feel I'm going to be getting will be what's going to happen when it comes to the the 24 hour challenge as well. So. Um, and and I mean also I mean so 106 miles of the week according to your Strava. The other thing that interests me is your looks like your easy runs. Your your there you've got quite a big gift difference in pace. Your easy runs are look to be, you know, easy because I guess obviously it's important you get recovery. And then the treadmills you've got your 15 on the treadmill at 640s. Then the two back to backs both at 640s. So what are you thinking in terms of pace now? And is that what's the reasoning behind that? Is that six forty number you're shooting for? Or is that just where you're landing? So, the, kind of just chatting about the pace, um, you know, like for the next few weeks, there's no point me. And I, I kind of touched on it last week. There's no point me whatsoever running at five five minute pace for any any type sessions, unless I'm doing something like that's going to help technique and um, you know just. Something like strides, for example, because um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be running at that pace. I've got that. I've got a little bit of speed there. It's not going to give me real benefit. But the idea is to essentially the, these key sessions are my speed work. So these back to backs I've been doing in the 40 mile, okay. that is the, the sort of extended tempo session. Um, wow. So it's a little bit quicker than, than the pace I'm going to go out, out at in, the, in terms of the, the record. But it's 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 something that's still pushing me, you know. It's because of the it, it's a slower pace than what my intervals would be if it was I was training for a ten k or a half marathon. But it's an extended duration of 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 training of, of running, um, which which will, will give me that accumulative fatigue. So um, so yeah, and, and and people like Zach Bitter have done the same sort of thing. I've been you know I said mentioned I've been doing a little bit of research and looking at what his sort of training principles are and, and the run up to the his hundred mile world record he he was doing a more sort of work at the you know around about six and a half minute per mile and doing some back to backs doing some forty mile runs at at that pace just a little bit quicker than than his hundred mile world record pace. Um now I'm still going for the twenty four hour. I'm still doing the twenty four hour but um, you know, speaking to my coach and the type of runner I am, I think the the hundred mile might be uh, a target first, um, and then we we play it by year thereafter. So nice, but yeah, I think it, it makes sense to work with my strengths. But you know, I I'm I'm still still going to run for twenty four hours, Tom. Nice, so exciting. Oh, yeah. And what I'm going to say is that I'm not in any way um, going to take the piss out of. The, any of these world records because they're amazing and and okay they're on the treadmill and they're not they're not outside and they're not as important but you know I, I think uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna just take you know think I can run a, a you know I'm not gonna crank that treadmill up to six thirty or for and, and see that I can absolutely smash it because there's nothing worse than someone just completely disintegrating and I'm you know all eyes are on on what I'm doing. So I want to make sure what I'm doing is going to work and uh, and, and and it's it's sensible, realistic and but yeah, like I say, the training's been going well and I'm getting a bit more confidence and fingers crossed, Tom. And what about feeling? So when you say you're not taking a feel, what are you talk, what are you thinking about in terms of the on the? We can talk about like the, maybe the frequency of it later on, but what sort of products are you thinking about taking? So I've been, I'm looking at the active route. 
I, I, oh, I really yes. like that to root stuff. You know, I used it for the, the British 100 kilometer championships and I thought it's, it's just got the right mix for me and it's got the ginger side of things. Like, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not too bad when it comes to being sick and, but you, no doubt I'll get some sort of stomach issues and things and something like active roots really worked for me. And what's, when something's, bro- when something's not broke, there's no point fixing it. Eh? And uh, nice. So I'll be like using it. that, and um, and I, you know, I, I like I, I like their their ethos. I like the you know the the latest sort of, and they're local as well. You know, there's no point getting stuff yeah. from across the across the globe shipped over here. And um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hyping some of the the cacao peppermint uh, nice. ginger the gels. Gel. Eh? <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I ran out of Active Root last week, so I bought some more. Uh, so I bought, anyway, I'd run out of my Active Root original so, um, mix. So I bought a new bag, and you, it's really good. I was really impressed. They're doing, uh, it's like a reusable bag. So you got the big tub. So it's just yeah. for, the, for the drink, you just get a, like a recyclable bag that you just refill the tub, which is I thought was really good, because otherwise you end up with, I mean, say SIS Rego, I've got so many plastic tubs of it to oh. recycle. But I also decided to buy when I was in there on their website. I also bought a, a tub of their green tea one, oh, nice. which is a, which is quite it's just a bit of a lighter, more earthy flavor. So anyway, it's quite nice to have a, a bit of a mix. But I tell you what, Active Root, if you're listening, this man's going for a world record. Send him some stuff, you know. Send him, send <laughs> some juice and send him some t-shirts. <laughs> well, funny that George did send me a uh, he sent me a couple of bottles, like so. Nice. I'm, yeah, Excellent. so he's been he's been awful kind, and he he has asked me, uh, you know, I have to get back in touch with him just about you know what what, what sort of fuel and uh, I'll be looking for. But you know that that's that is you know I'm looking for sponsors for these sort of uh, these challenges and active route and my hydration guys and uh, you know and hopefully sore I can get myself kitted out with some uh, non chaffage uh, kit as well. So we just need uh, Nike to you know. Alpha, Nike Alpha flies to sponsor the the hoofs, eh? <laughs> well, you you say about the uh, Nike Alpha fly. When I get to my training, I've got uh, I'm I'm trying something else out in the in the coming weeks. So uh, which oh. is uh, which is which is going to be quite interesting. Oh, okay. Is this uh, very cryptic here? Eh? Well, I can. Uh, well, actually, it's, they're right next to me, so I can show you. Oh, show us! Oh, look at those! It's in Dolphin so, Pros, is it? So, well, it's the Endorphin Speed because I couldn't get hold of the Pro, which is, it's basically the Zoom Fly to the Socken Endorphin Pro. And uh, I'm, I've decided that, because I, I quite fancied trying something different, uh, now's the time to try it. So I'm going to try the Endorphin Speed, see what, how I like it. I've heard some good things about it. And if I like it, uh, I might see if I can get hold of a Pro. But do you know what? You can't get an X% percent or a Socken Endorphin Pro for love and money online at the minute. I tried to have a look for an X% percent after we had a chat and I've got, there's nothing. Not, so I'm getting just, a little bit worried because I don't, I don't want to, I mean, I, I wear what I wear and, you know, I suppose it'll be, I've got my 4%. I think there's maybe a five more miles in that shoe before it's, it, it breaks, uh, you know, rather the, the shoe breaking than the treadmill, mind you, but um, true. it's, uh, but I don't know, you know, what, what else to get, but I'm going to, a cheeky wee uh, shout out to our man, uh, Mark Haskett. So he, uh, he messaged the, oh, the, cool. the TRS lads and he said he's got an outlet for and he, there's some uh, Zoom flies there, the UK9. So he, he's picked, he's kindly picked picked up a pair for myself. So <laughs> thank you so much, Mark, for that. It's so kind of you. And uh, 
That's great. A, TRA, a pair of TRS shorts will be in the post as, as well as your, uh, your, your 42 quid there. So I'm looking forward to putting them on as well, maybe. But you know, if I only, I think, I mean, the zoom flies will be will be good. I think basically you're looking for ending with a with a really nice cushion, light and good cushion, because you want to protect your legs. So I'll let you know how these get on because these have got the Saucony's, uh, I think it's called PWR PB foam, which is made out of PBACs, which is the same material that Nike Zoom X is made out of. So again, oh, really? it's a super soft, it's a super soft foam. Um, ah, so could be an interesting nice. one. I believe that. Uh, Actually, I was going to say, but I'm not sure about Hoka, whether they, whether they use, they use P-backs, but I think more and more people are making them. But anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, we gave a shout-out last week, actually, about the Hyperion, and we got a couple of messages in, coming back about it. So if you've run in the – sorry, yeah, the Brooks Hyperion, let us know. If you're running the Endorphin Pro, let us know. If you're running the Carbon X from Hoka, let us know. The Adidas Adi Zero Pro, let us know. Basically, we want to know what are all these new shoes like. We'll try and yeah. test them ourselves, of course, but – Listener opinion is always always welcome. Well, any of the reps who uh, have any of those carbon plate shoes, just uh, you know who we are. <laughs> What's <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. well? Question: Did you said people got back to you about the Brooks Hyperion? What any? Yeah, so we got one message uh, which was saying that it's uh, it's, and I've actually watched a few YouTube videos, but it. it's apparently very firm. It's got okay. a plate in it, but so I get. I think the the beauty of the next percent is it's got that really big soft stack but it's the, yeah. the the plate kind of offsets that softness and gives it a bit of pop with that f- the rigidity through it i've heard that the hyperion is not as soft and is not as thick a stack and coupled with the fact that it's got a plate in it it's quite it feels like a racer like a really you know that really responsiveness you get when you're wearing a flat i think it's a bit more like that than oh, okay say the next percent um the hyperion range i've heard are uh they've got this what they call um speed roll technology which is i think the plate and the foam is more of a roll you can see the side you can see that there it's got quite a like a sort of line there sort of goes up and rolls down. oh yeah so i've heard it's more of a roll to it so um anyway i'll let you know next week how this goes i'm going to take it out for a spin tomorrow night um so anyway that's that's what i've heard so far i'm gonna i i just want to get into position that if come near the marathon time it's only about 10 weeks away i can Whatever I can find online in terms of these top end racing shoes, I'm happy to run in. Um, I don't want to find that I can't get an X percent, but I can get an Endorphin Pro and I've never run in it before. Yeah. Well, exciting stuff about the your shoes and treadmills, eh? And, and some of your, 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 your new buys. Um, so that'll be the next installment on, on TRS. It'll be Tommy's. What's Tommy's shoes he's bought this week? <laughs> 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 Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's, I I could buy, I I would love to just buy new running shoes all the time and just try them out. That'd be pretty sweet. I really like trying different shoes. Yeah. So what about you? Well, in terms of what's your training been like then, you know, with a carbon, carbon list? So, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting a plate back tomorrow. Um, Training was good last week. What did I do last week? Not as big a week to be honest. I was offshore, as I mentioned last week at the start of the week. And that kind of knocked my mileage a wee bit. At the, so my week was quite light at the front of the week and I, I never really caught back up, So, which is fine. Um, I had a, what did I do? On Friday, I did a three by 10 minutes around the coffin, which was which was fine. Um, shooting for sort of half marathon pace. So I was running somewhere between 5.25 and 5.20 for that. So that, yeah. was, that was cool. Felt good. I feel like, I definitely feel fit. At the moment, I just feel like I could 
Um, I need to sort of double down with a bit of mileage for the next few weeks to really lock it in. Um, and then on the weekend, I did a, do you know, what, actually, I did a lot of gardening on Saturday. And then I must have been bending over a lot because my quads and glutes were in tatters. I did a long run yesterday uh, with, with two of the boys um, from the club, uh, Ben and Will. And I was, honestly, my quads and hamstrings and that last sort of, so I did 20 miles in the last three miles. You know that marathon feeling when your hamstrings are falling apart? It was uh, just, it felt like that. It was awful. And I mean, it was a solid pace. We, you know, we weren't, you know, it wasn't like we were, we were just jogging. So anyway, good to get a 20 mile banked um, for, what was I? I think I was just 70, 78 miles, something like that. So um, nice. solid week, if um, nothing huge to write home about. Um, and I'm hoping to this week to start to crank up a wee bit. Um, maybe a bit more marathon pace work on the weekend, get the mileage up. Um, because, I, you know, I'm really up. The, the noise we've been hearing from Wrexham are really, really positive. So I'm feeling really like I'm heading towards a marathon now in 10 weeks, which is, which is good. Um, but in terms of, like, sort of putting us on to news, the London Marathon actually had a – they came out today, just this, this afternoon with a statement – um, and you know, I'm going to read the statement out, and uh, so we can we can discuss it. But basically, in June, they said they were going to give us an update on the 28th of July. So to their credit, it's the 27th of July. So they've come back a, a day early, but they day um, early. <laughs> yeah. but they haven't really. I mean, it, it's sort of the definition of kicking the can down the road. I know there's a bit of there's a it's splitting opinion online. There's a lot of people who are who are, and I, I do think it's it's gen genuine generally promising that they're still working at it i just think that they need to i i just get a bit pissed off with their lack of detail that it's i think they owe i honestly think an organization like that owes us more you know detail so the london marathon statement is now dear participant we hope that all is well with you and your loved ones over the past month we have been working closely with the department for digital culture media and sport the mayor's office uk athletics transport for london the royal parks the emergency services and many are part of our partners in london we're extremely grateful to all authorities in London for their continued help and support of the London Marathon. Some of you will have seen that a pathway for the return of mass participation running events was published on Tuesday the 21st of July. As a result, we expect you will see many more announcements of races going ahead in August, September and beyond. Those documents were produced by UK Athletics, our sports governing body, in consultation with the medical profession, London Marathon Events, that's us, another large mass participation Organ, event organizers and are in line with the work we have been doing for over many months to show how we can socially distance the Virgin Money London Marathon on Sunday the 4th of October. However, there are areas within these documents requiring further consultation with local NHS trusts, the emergency services and local authorities, which means we are still unable to confirm our plans for another 10 days when that consultation will have been completed. I realize that this uncertainty is far from ideal and I would like to thank you for your patience and understanding these very challenging circumstances. We know how important the Virgin Money London Marathon is to you, the charities, and ensuring the world, the wonderful spirit of London, of Great Britain, and of our running community. So please bear with us while we finish the extensive work we've been trying to, we've been doing to try to enable us to run together safely. I will be in contact with our final decision and the options available to you no later than Friday, the seventh of August. Best wishes, Hugh Brasher. So, I take from that that they are working hard to make it happen, which is great, and I'm thankful that they are i would love to run london still but i just think you know they say you know 
and again, I'm, I am bleating a little bit, as many are. I've got to book flights. I've got to book accommodation. And I'm not, conv- I'm not personally convinced that, that we're going to see the full race. And I would be much more reassured if it said, we're working on a plan for all entrants this year to run. Not, and because I, I don't admit, perhaps it's going to be an elite-only race and a virtual race is my, is my real fear. Um, I'm lucky enough I've got Wrexham as a fallback but not everyone has that and I think that yeah. I just think they, they, are, they owe a bit more clarity on that I mean they say that they're um, we're stunned it's still unable to confirm our plans well give us a te- give us a teaser you know yeah yeah give like give, Hamburg did I, I just don't yeah you're right I mean what 40, 50,000 people running it's not going to happen surely not like I would love to, I would we're, love it to see it but I just look at yeah. too pessimistic like, how they can how they can do that, like what, you can't even get you know what, what's happening with spectators and football matches. Is that going to be changing soon? Because all the state the seats are empty. It's I hear that might be coming back in in October. I mean October is still ten weeks away, so yeah. a lot can happen. Which is and good or bad, and I, I, you know, it can get good or bad. Or yeah, better, I, who knows? And I, I really I do hope it goes ahead, but I. I I really I think it's great that they're working on it because yeah to cancel would have been the easy option and they're working for it but eight weeks out is pretty it's getting quite tight. I mean yeah. let's be honest if you're not training for it yet that more for you because you really should be if if you have any intention to run it just might mean that if you're making time sacrifices away from family that may be for nothing. Yeah, I mean uh, you know the same day the same. Same sort of line. You, you, at least you're doing something. You know, you're still training. You're still exercising, which is good for your health and things. But, um, well, but do you know what though? Just just so I'm not being, because what I would like to see from them, and if I show hit, I'm going to read out what we got from Wrexham, right? What the Wrexham guys have sent us, which is this is an example of for me of much better communication and more positive. Thank you for registering your interest with our race proposed for Sunday the fourth of October. Here's just a quick update of where we are up to. One. The race has been measured and we are waiting the certificate of accuracy to be issued. The measurer's notes describe the course as anti-clockwise loop on rural and industrial estate roads, all good tarmac surface, virtually flat throughout. Two, the event plan is now with Wrexham Borough Council Event Safety Authority Group and we are confident with approval. Three, the race license has been applied for and we expect that to be approved too. Four, the traffic management company and first aid team have been booked. Five, the four businesses on the course affected by the road closure have been informed. Local residents will be notified in September. Six, our senior marshal has already recruited a team. Seven, we have a site meeting booked with the head of North Wales road running to discuss COVID-19 guidelines. Eight, we have appointed a COVID-19 director. Due to the huge response, we're likely to go live with the race at some point next week and you will receive a link to registration first. A lot of this depends on the latest update from London Marathon events on the 20th of July. If their race or a version of their race goes ahead, there may not be the demand for us to continue with the plan, but we'll let you know now. We will let you know either way. Thank you for all your interest, Michael Harrington, race director. That is excellent. And kudos to Wrexham. It's so positive. It's so clear in what's happening and what they're doing. London is, we're working on something, mm, give us another 10 days. And and that just frustrates me a little bit as as as, as a runner. Especially for, you know, like people who are, potentially going to book fights as well. It's, it seems it might only be a domestic race rather than an international race yeah. as well. Um, and they need to know what they're doing too. And it's Absolutely. People can well, I mean, end up being out of pocket too. Well, you know, our, obviously, you and I are called, uh, a clubmate of ours, Cal Neff, 
he wants he yeah. was talking about flying over he's obviously not going to anymore shout out to Cal um, and you know the guy he can't be waiting for another 10 days to start thinking about planning for a transatlantic trip ah, not at all eh so what anyway so, well fingers crossed you get something and you know it, it does go ahead but I'm not I'm not convinced it's going to be the full shebang even if they do have 40,000 people it's you know, even half of that, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a sex selection of a proportion of runners. And I agree. I think, I think it'll, it'll be elite. I think elite only. Elite only championship would be fine, but oh, championship would be, championship would be, I'm being very selfish here. Championship would be incredible. That would be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, we are being selfish. Well, I say, I say we, yeah. You've got a, but you should. You, you've got a spot. You should just come down into the championship. Come down and enjoy running in the. You, as I said before, for Rexham, pace me, take me oh, through halfway, at least or further if you've got the wheels. I don't know. Like depending I'll on how it Well, anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so I'm 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 training like I'm running a marathon on October fourth. Put it that way, and I feel I feel in, I feel in reasonable shape. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of running still to do. I think to get, but I'm confident I can get into good shape. So. That's where I'm at, um, and that kind of covers the London Marathon news. We've already talked about the Garmin drama. The last bit of news that we've got, um, I just wanted to mention a shout-out to the Podium 5K, which is going ahead, and their, their start list is looking pretty, uh, pretty lit, to quote, our, uh, to quote the, the teens of today. So Wait, basically... So this is on the, I think it's on, let me get this right. Is it the 8th of August? I don't know, something like that. It's some, anyway, it's like, it's early in August. I can't actually see any. Uh, here we go. Saturday, the 8th of August. That's right. So the field is, and this is, so the women's field, right? And I'll give the name and time. Jess Judd, 1518. Jenny Nesbitt, 1530. Verti Ockenden, 1547. Yep Vastenberg, 1549. Ali Dixon, 1552. Mary McLennan, 1555. Clara Evans, 1602. Gemma Kersey, 16. And Braun Owen, 1617. So that's pretty stacked. And the men's the side... times as well, like some of those runners have run better splits in their 10Ks. So that, some of those times are oh. potentially going to be, yeah, you know, reviewed Absolutely. anyway, renewed rather. And then on the men's side, the um, let me just read this one out to you. The men's one's looking pretty good as well. So you've got um, at the front, Dewey Griffiths, 13.33, Adam Craig, 13.45, Jack Gray, 13.47, Linton Taylor, 13.56, Cami Strachan, 13.58, oh. Nathan Jones, 14.02, and Frank Baddock at 14.03. And I also notice, as a, as a shout-out, Johnny Brownlee is on there, 14.01, and Mark oh, nice. Scott, who's run 13.08 since that went up. So... The field Mark is Scott, 13 away. Holy yeah. Man. So, the, I mean, this is incredible. Anyway, so they've got that. They've, the way they're, again, big kudos to Podium 5K for making something happen. The way they're, it's all closed. You won't get a spot now, so don't even try. But I believe it's it's limited fields. I want to say 20 per race, but I'm, I may be wrong. That may have changed since I last heard. But they've got a sub-19 minute race, then a sub-17.30, a sub-16 minute race, a sub-17 female-only race, and then at 8 p.m., the showcase sub-14.30 elite men. So, uh, yeah, really cool. Wow. Well, talking about some, some other swift times, we had, uh, we had some, some news in terms of the ultra-running scene as well. We had 
Joe Zakareski. She she ran a 24-hour race in Canberra in Australia, where she's currently staying now. And uh, yeah, she ended up running a fantastic race. She broke, she took down the Scottish 24-hour record with an amazing run of 236.5 kilometers. Um, the current record was held by Fiona Ross before that. Um, so that's about 147, well, 146.99 miles that, that she ran. Um, she also, you know, within that time, she broke the, there's a British 200 kilometer record, which I, I didn't know anything about, uh, which is 18 hours and 53 minutes, which is just under seven minutes inside the previous best set by Eleanor Robinson. Uh, she also took down the 100 mile Scottish record held by Debbie Martin Consani as well. Um, wow. Which she went through that distance in 14 hours and 47 minutes in 45 seconds as well. That nice. brings Joe to third all time in the British rankings for the 100 miles. Um, there's also a Scottish record as well uh, for 12 hours, believe it or not, 133.4 kilometers. So there's lots of different records in, in the 24 hour race. So there you go. Eh? Uh, nice. So well done to Joe for a fantastic run um, and we're fortunate enough to be interviewing interviewing joe in the next few days so we'll have you know a chat with her uh, potentially next week for the show for next week so stay tuned folks that'd be brilliant looking looking forward to that already so speaking of interviews uh yeah as cal mentioned at the top of the show uh earlier in lockdown we were joined by olympian andy butcher who came on facebook live with us and kyle's managed to dig the audio out from our Facebook Live. So for those of you who haven't listened, and even those of you who did listen at the time, fancy a recap on hearing all the Butchie's banter, here he is, Mr. Andy Butcher. So, so Andy, this is your second time on the show. I think it's about two years ago, and you're like one of our, our first major guests and uh it was episode number 10 i think so you're back that long ago that long ago I, I know, yeah so uh, we, we 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 thought we would get to maybe like episode 20 and that'll be it right cut but now we're still we're still going so. somehow still here <laughs> so, yeah so what's so since what's happened since then we know that you've become bionic butchie since then you've had you've been under the knife again is that right i was under the well basically just before we went into lockdown i had like a issue with my Achilles. And we didn't know if the lump was going to go ahead or not. And we thought, we'll just bite the bullet, get some surgery done now, because we didn't, we didn't, we knew that something was going to kick off. Yeah. And then we knew there'd be a delay or something like that. So like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't run without pain, with, without pain. So it was like, yeah, I need to get it done. And we just went straight into the theatre and got it, got me, got it snipped and got me sorted. Good. So how's the comeback from that uh, up going? Well, it was weird, obviously, because of lockdown, like no physio, like course, yeah. in your house. Yeah, so it was a bit, a bit bizarre. Like with my navicular, it was well easy because I just did what I was told. Every day I was under the guidance of someone, whereas now I'm like let loose free in the open. And <laughs> you, you end up like messing about or whatever. And so it was taking its time. And I, me being me, I was like, oh, like when I was like four weeks post-surgery, I was like, yeah, I can run. I can do some calf raises so I'm ready. And right. I'd run and I'd, I'd have pain and I would be like, nah, it's fine. Like just keep going. It's all good. And I was like, actually, yeah, that's it's not ready yet. So it's just about being patient and whatever. But I'm back running now, like Good. reasonable amount, just taking my time. There's no, like, there's not a rush at all. Like, yeah. there's no pressure for me this year to run sub thirteen or anything like that. Like, yeah. 
I, like there's nothing that's happening just now so I'm just going to prepare for the winter to get ready for next year yeah. it's, a, it's, it's hard to say but it's a great time if you ever get an injury this is the time to get an injury yeah it's, yeah, <laughs> you don't want one to of the, push an one injury of the, upon anyone, but no, one of the girls that, that we know, um, she has an, an issue with her foot and she wasn't sure where to go for surgery. And I was like, just go get surgery. Like, if you're going to get surgery, just do it now because you don't want to be yeah. midway through next year and being like, oh, actually, this is still bothering me. Um, turns out it cleared out that she didn't need surgery, but like, I was like, if you're going to get surgery, like, now, just like go for it because there's no, there's nothing happening. Yeah, this year just isn't happening. I, I tell you what's happening though is uh, that haircut you've got. I was uh, looking at your YouTube. It's that is dynamite. That you know, <laughs> you know the issue was like I let it grow because I, I did it badly. Lindsay was like, "What have you done? Like, what have you done?" <laughs> I was like, "Right, I'm letting it grow." And it just got so big. I was like, "I'm gonna have to cut it." And I do this trick. I do this trick. I'll teach. Well, I will say I teach everyone. This is how not to cut your hair. You <laughs> yeah. put a hat on. You put a hat on really low, and you go with yeah. a one, and then you raise it a little bit, and you go with a two. And you raise a little bit and go with three, and then you and then you end up with this, which is like a like a like a, like a half fade but a half decent bowl cut. So you end up just oh, it's, just, it's not the it, best it, look. It's half it's half decent when you've got hair in the top of your your head. I, I've got absolutely nothing to do, like you know, nothing See, to show. So if if I kept going, I'd end up with a bald head like that. But I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure uh, the message would appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, I want to see you with a hairdo like Gucci's, all right? You want the side off? I mean, well, yeah. Andy, yeah, it needs done. If you want to send, it desperately doesn't need done. If you want to send through some a video instruction of how how to get a butcher look. In fact, maybe, oh. when, maybe if Nicola lets the um the hairdressers open, I'll go back and say, give me an Andy butcher. And I'll just show a picture <laughs> of this. Uh, oh dear. dear. So, we were so taking the, uh, we're taking a piss out of Jamie Crow's um tash he had. He had like a porno tash. Yeah, he was bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think your one's more acceptable than his you, uh, porno tash. You had a tash for a while, did you not? I seen remember you had a tash for a bit. Yeah, twenty seventeen, I did. I had one. I didn't know like how it happened. I think one of my one of my friends' boyfriends said to me that that I, I was slagging off his tash, and he was like, "Mate, you could never grow one." <laughs> and I ended up getting it on TV like this, and I sent him a message like, "Oh yeah, mate, I, I grew a tash," but it was shocking. <laughs> it was blonde to be in the sun, and like you looked at it and you're like, "Is it the tash there? Is it?" Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Everyone was like, mate, that's not attached to shave it off. And when I shaved it off, it was like, you know, the thing was, see, when I, I don't know, this is going to sound weird, but like, when I was running fast, I would like blow upwards to kill myself down sometimes. And when you yeah, have yeah. a little mustache, you can't, <laughs> you can't hit him, it just gets blocked. It would really annoy me. I was like, nah, this is going to see you later. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gone. Oh. Oh, well, anyway, we're, we're, we're totally off track, but it's, uh, it's all good banter. Like, you know, you're, you're I, I follow some of your YouTube videos. You've started um, posting some of your YouTube clips. What's, mm -hmm. um, so honestly, guys, if you want to, you know, it's, it's a, the life in the day of uh, Andy Richards running. At the moment, it's, it's during the injury time, but it's, uh, how can people follow it, Andy? Oh, it's just, uh, just on YouTube. I don't, I, yeah. I've not done it for a while. It's just like, I think it's, my name is Andy Butcher on it or Andrew Butcher. Aye, aye. But there's, I think it's five or six videos of just me just the first few weeks of my rehab and what I did for my surgery and stuff like that. So if anyone's got an injury, they can maybe pick yeah. up a few things or whatever. But it was it was fun to do. Like I was just a bit of banter because I had nothing like because there was nothing happening. I was like, oh, I'll yeah. just do some YouTube videos for a bit of fun. Did you edit? Did you do all the editing, or did you get someone to do it for you? It's funny I would editing, like I would, take, I, I would take credit, but no, nah, it wasn't me. <laughs> the hair, hairdressing and uh, editing films. <laughs> So, no, nah, if, if anybody wants a, a video edited, don't don't come to me because I don't have a clue how to do it. 
So apart from apart from cutting your hair and and doing videos, how what's um you mentioned that you're coming back from the injury. What what does lockdown training look like for you? And you know, obviously you mentioned yourself the Olympics is gone back to next year. How do you kind of how do you as a pro athlete how do you approach that at the minute and looking down down the year then? You said there's no pressure. In, what's the what's the plan? Yeah, well, I think like see to be honest, I'm actually quite glad I, I, I'm injured. I think as an athlete who's fully fit and healthy, it's a bit of a head scratch. Like I would hate to be in fully fit scratch because I would just be like hit my head against the wall because I wouldn't mm-hmm. know whether to hit speed stuff or I wouldn't know how to train. Luckily for me, I've got a goal, which is at the end of every week, I want to make sure the pain is less and I'm fitter. So mm-hmm. that's what, all it's been for me. It's literally just been like progressing my my injury awareness pain that I've had and making sure I'm getting fitter. So it's been really good. Like I've, I, every week I'm, get, I'm getting better and it's like I've got a challenge of every week and I'm not thinking about like, how quickly to run a 5k or things like that so yeah. the pressure's off like sort of the performance side of it and it's just all sort of the rehab side which I like nobody enjoys doing rehab but I would rather do the, the thing is with the lockdown if I was running 100 miles a week I wouldn't see a benefit at the end of every week or whatever because it would mm-hmm. just be like flat, I'd just be flatlining the whole time because I, well I just know I, there's no way that you would be going up curves and down curves because you're not going to have good and bad weeks because there's no races to reflect upon and like I like the idea of time trials, but for me, time trials just not fun for me. Like, I wasn't yeah. really bothered about it. I much I like to perform and compete. So like luckily I've had to compete against myself with my injury, and that's how I've been getting through through the lockdown. Mm. Yeah. And that's one of the questions we have for Med McCluskey. He's kind of similar um sort of similar thing in terms of your mental health. Like getting injured is a it can be absolute ball ache for many people. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things is looking after your mental health, especially when that's you know that that's what you're doing. That's your 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 sort of work as well. And um, how do you deal with that? Like, have you got any sort of tips for people who maybe <sighs> are coping with injuries and things like that? I'm quite difficult. See, when it comes to like mental health and staying happy, I'm quite a weird person because like I could get hit in the face and I'd probably smile about it. <laughs> so. Like, <laughs> I'm usually quite a happy person. Yeah. I, I wake up every day. I go to sleep every day feeling good. Yeah. Like, I, like yeah. I don't really have many worries at all ever. I don't yeah. know what that is. I, I'm sure people, in, I don't know. Like, I just don't ever worry about stuff. Like if I was to break my foot, I'm not worried about it. It doesn't bother me because yeah. I know it's going to be fine. So I guess like if you have, an, if you have like issues and struggles, or whatever, like it's okay to be upset about it. But at the end of the day, like you're going to be fine. And that's yeah. like the bigger picture is like, there's other things that are happening in the world and whatnot. And yeah. Your little niggle or injury is like a blip in yeah. a big picture, and that's what it is. Like it's a blip, and you just have to crack on and keep smiling through it. Like the thing is with rehab, especially like if you're not happy doing it, then it's not going to be successful. Simple. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not if you're not like waking up every day excited or whatever to do your rehab, then there's just no point in doing it. If you're feeling down, just let it let it recover like through self self healing, whatever it is. That, but if you want to aid it, then you have to be happy to aid it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I think so, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good message. And and I, I mean, just on your injury there, you said. I mean, did you had say Tokyo had gone ahead? You would have. I guess you would have held off for that. This was something you could. Would you have run through it, or was it that bad that you were? It would have been a difficulty for Tokyo. Uh, so nah. So basically, we, me and the doctor decided we we're like, how long do you need? To, how long do you need to get fit for Tokyo? Like from when you do your first running to you so you can run like thirteen minutes or whatever. I was like, I reckon I need probably. 12 weeks with like at least eight weeks at altitude so okay. so then we counting back the weeks and we were like oh if we do it now and then even if you have like a bit of a delay there's still time 
So now I'm I'm still on the right track to being able to be in full fitness by Tokyo. But it would literally have been like I wouldn't do British champs. I wouldn't do any races. The first race would literally be the heats of Tokyo because I wouldn't have been it. Because it would it would literally be like when it comes to straight fitness in. for me, it's like you're it's a gradual and then straight away it's like this massive up curve. When you get to like that, if it, if it was your, your altitude for eight weeks, those last three weeks are just huge in terms of like a spike of fitness. Mm-hmm. So like that's what we were thinking. That's what we were that's what we were looking at. And then when obviously everything happened and the Olympics got cancelled. It was just a bit of a relief because it was like, we don't actually have to press for fitness this summer. We don't have to like press the rehab. We don't have to press the the strength in the leg. Although we are, we just have, it's not like, there's not like the pressure of, hey, you have to perform at Olympic Games this mm-hmm. summer. Cause... And the thing is for you, it's not, and it's not even just like you're going just to be there. I mean, you you know, you ran so well and made the final and ran so well and in Rio. I mean, you must be going into the Olympics now hungry to do something. I mean, that you know, you're not just there yeah. to turn up. Nah, not a chance. Nah, and nice. that's I think that's for everyone. I think like at every race, I either go into it with the mindset of trying to perform the best. I think the thing is, a lot of athletes going to races just they're just happy to be there. But one thing I've learned and been taught is like you always want to have an impact on a race, whether if it's just like even if you're not there at the finish line, you want to be like oh remember that nice. That, you know you want to make sure that you're involved, not just chilling out because the five k at the highest level is quite a um, intimidating place to be it's quite an intimidating environment to be in um but yeah i love i love it and you know i remember when you went to the front uh up alongside mo in rio that was i mean as a fan yeah. to watch that was that was incredible i'm like that's uh it's cool to see you in the mix like that it feels like it feels like so long ago it was so long ago so much has changed but I, I, a lot of people spoke to me about that and i don't, honestly i don't really remember i can just remember being like screw it i'm going to the front like it wasn't <laughs> yes. It was, it was like it wasn't like it was even that slow. We were running quick, and like, yeah. but I, I felt good, so I just went to the front. Like, there's why not? It wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't, it wasn't like I went to the front just to be like, oh, I led the Olympic Games for a second. Yeah, ab- that, absolutely. It, yeah. it was, it was yeah. literally like the thing for me is like I can't close in, I couldn't close then in 51, 52. So I'm gonna have to be at the front, as close to the front to the bell, so that I don't have to like catch people. Aye. Do you know what I mean? They, I would rather they tried to catch me than I tried to try and catch them. Um, so that was the, the, the thought process behind it. And one one thing, so I, I like the fact you said there that you every race you want to do something. Now, we've got to talk about this video, the Sterling video, which everybody loves. The I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm here to dominate. I mean, that is oh, one of mate. the best bits of one of the best bits of media I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, it was <laughs> it was it was it was it was a bit of a weird. Like, it was a bit of a shambles from like the 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 media who wanted me to do it. They were asking me <laughs> to do all this stupid stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just gonna, I'm just gonna take the mech out of it because like I couldn't be bothered. So uh, like they were asking me to do these weird. Like, I just flown from, I think I'd flown from Spain and like do a couple laps of the track. And I'm like, look at me, like I've literally just got off the flight. I'm not doing a couple laps of the track. <laughs> and I'd, at the time, like I had like this slight Achilles issue, and I was like, look, I'm not like doing like I'm not letting you do a video. He's like, why don't you run and do some high knees stuff? And I'm like, I'm not doing some high knees. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then they were like, the good. I don't know if you saw, but they asked me like. The, like they wanted me to do like the football scores i'm like oh, and really? i hadn't watched yeah they were like can you do it <laughs> so the guys put, put them in he's like Kilmarnock versus motherwell who's gonna win i'm like i don't know who's gonna win <laughs> <laughs> but i'm a runner i don't know <laughs> what do you like, i watch football but i don't know i was like 18 to 4 i don't know like it was it was a, it was a, it was a shambolic uh media media day but yeah it was it was a bit of banter and that was it made yeah. even worse because like i got absolutely Helters when I got humped in the weekend as well. <laughs> uh, and there was, I'm sure there's a video of me like someone made. I think it was like the boys sent me one like 
somebody like made this thing of like I'll dominate. And there's a video of me like falling over. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's good banter. Like, I'm do, giving, do you know I'm what you're like? I mean, some people would because it must be quite a pressure. Like all the media coming in, like interviews and things like that. I mean, I'm I'm shitting myself when I when I go in TRS with, to speak to Tommy. You know, and <laughs> you're getting interviewed by the press in front of millions of folk. But like, there must be an an element of like. Yeah, like some people are so serious as well, whereas you're like, you know, just bringing out the banter and, uh, oh. and, and people will just do what they can to, to to take the piss out of you. And you've got to have like a bit of a, what's the word, a, a tough a tough cheeker, whatever it is. And you, you certainly have that. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's just, a bit of, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. and let's be serious in general, like, Athletics track and field cross country is dull. Like it's just dull. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Like like it's just a dull sport. Like whatever. And like the only way it's going to progress is if there's like some characters in it that make it a little bit more exciting. Whether that's like one percent better. Absolutely. So, like, if you can have a yeah. bit of a laugh at it, then why not? Because at the yeah. end of the day, like we didn't we didn't all start running because we were like serious. It was because we wanted to do it. It was like yeah. sociable. It yeah. was fun. Like and you lose that like the sort of higher up you go sort of thing. Like. Yeah. So. I think, and from a fan perspective, you know, this is, it's not interesting to see, you know, the different um, East Africans with the same name winning races with, because they're so, they're, you know, and you need personalities and, and guys like yourself, uh, you know, I know there's, I know he splits opinion, but Mo as well, bring it, bring, bring banter. It's obviously Bolt is gone, but it's, it's from a British perspective. It's great to see that sort of uh, the banter on that, on there. Um, yeah. No, keep it up. Yeah, no, yeah I like, well, I'll try and have some more fun the next time in front of a camera. Give us, give us a new <laughs> one and we'll, uh, we'll share it. And <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's good. So what's so at the moment? I mean, the last time we spoke to you it was what 2018, as we say, two years ago. And, yeah. and since then, like in terms of performances, like obviously you've been on and off with injuries, but you've managed to take you know put together a few good performances. And last year you you broke the Scottish record again. I believe it was at thirteen oh six, and the yeah, is that right? Yeah, it was quite hard. Like I think when we moved to San Diego, um, it was just it was like this is the thing with that that whole process of athletics is difficult. But yeah, and it was a bit of a downturn. But at the end of the day, like we made the decision to move out to San Diego because it was it was an opportunity. And if you don't take opportunities, then like what he's doing, like yeah. if you don't take things, like if it goes tits up, then. Be the first one to be like, yep, yeah, that went tits up. So see you later, I'm out. Yeah. Which is what we did. But we lost like six months of good races from it. But whatever, it was an experience. And it was like, it was, I learned a lot about myself. So when I came back for the Glasgow indoors at the start of that year, that's 2019, yeah. I was like in such bad shape. I remember running the indoor track with Chris. And like there were sessions yeah. that were like purely 5K stuff. And I was like, I should be putting him in an absolute body bag. And I was, he was, he was literally, he was bending me over about 16 times yeah. through each rep, being like, Butchie, you can't handle this. Sort of thing. And like, and that was like a massive wake up call being like, mate, what are you doing? Like you're absolutely struggling. So I just went back and just went back, left, left San Diego and just did what I usually do is go altitude for eight. I think I was there for about 10 weeks. Just absolutely yeah. put myself in a hole and came out at Rome and ran like 1309. I was like, yeah, fine, easy. I'm sorry. Nice. I'm chilling. And then that was it. Like nice. that whole that whole summer was pretty good. Like twenty nineteen for me was pretty good from where I was at the start of the year. Um, I got myself into really good shape. The issue with twenty nineteen was it was so long, yeah. and I ended up spending a lot of altitude. I was up at altitude for a long time with uh, my brother, and then with Stephen McKay from Inverness. Oh, and yeah. then Do Doha just probably came a little bit too late for me. I was in ridiculously good shape, 
Yeah. Um, mm. And then just couldn't show it in, in Doha. I just couldn't do it. Uh, there was, it was just an odd one. The thing is, look back into Doha, is like, I was in the shape for the final. I, I, everyone says this. Oh, I was in the final. I did really well. But the final yeah. would have really suited me. It was a quick race. Everyone was absolutely shattered. And I was really fit. That's the thing with the 5K is that if you're fit for the 5K, it's going to show. Mm. Whereas like, if you're like hanging off the back because you just can't handle doing the rounds in the heat, then... Yeah. Yeah, but it's just a bit, a bit annoying. Like t- for me, 2019 was a really good year because I'd come from the start of the year of being like pretty much shocking to then being in the summer like dominant in the 5K. And like yeah. in my opinion, I was I was I was running really well, running well on diamond leagues, running well domestically. Yeah. Why do you think uh, you were running, you know, well in in 2019? So what, was there any differences in your training, or were you doing more training, uh, or was it? It was, uh, I wasn't doing more training. Well, I left Terence, um, started, started coaching myself and getting advice from some people. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was just like taking lots of jobs and drafts from different people. And like, I, I guess it created like quite a good system for me. Um, yeah. I'm pretty good at like piecing bits of jigsaw together to make a good program. And like, I guess I just did pretty well with the program. And the, the, we focused a lot on um, sort of like, the strength towards the end of a race so being able to so like a lot of sessions would be cut down sessions which i hadn't done before so yeah, you'd okay. let's say like cut down session for me would be like let's say 800 meter breakdown would be like eight six four two times whatever but you get yeah. really fast towards the end and so if you think about like a ladder going like down like this and then like that and then down lower so you end up okay you know what i mean so you have like a key point or right in the middle let's just say that's 60 for 400 meters and you work around that so that like the last 400 is like 55 or 54 but the first one's a 64 so you kind of like get so you end up just running really really quick and i guess it's you do like six seven k of a session and you're finishing running your 200 meters in like 24 seconds and you've done six k so you're like you're you're fit like but it's been quite easy because you've done it gradually and you've done it sensibly yeah i was was fit i was fit from doing stuff like that are you gonna i mean in terms of moving forward are you still what was the plan from a coaching perspective uh Right now, I'm just like, so just now I've been getting help because I've been in rehab with David Harmer. He's like being Lindsay's coach. Um, but like, that's literally just for um, the rehab sort of stuff. He's good with his drills and he's good with getting my mechanics right. But in terms of performance coaching, it's, it's still going to be what it was like last year with like having, getting good advice from some people. And like, yeah, one, like the thing is I can get myself into 1310 shape quite easily. Yeah. But coach myself, but I can't get myself into like, 13-10 shape and tactically running a 13-10 or tactically running 13 flat or running 13 flat yeah. or running sub-13. Mm-hmm. I don't have that knowledge of like training sessions and like the way that you work your week, stuff like that. I don't I don't know quite don't quite know that yet. I'm learning, yeah. but like I don't quite know that yet. It, it must be so like, you know, when you get to that sort of level, getting all the little things, adding them up and it takes off a couple of seconds here and there. So what do you think... Well, I mean, you said you're not sure, but what do you think will, will be different next year? If you get a good season and um, we, we've got lots of races happening, will there be any difference, do you think, from what you what you learned from last year? Yeah, uh, well, the thing is, because of, my, like, because of my injury, I screwed up. I made some bad mistakes. Choices yeah. of, like, races that I should have, shouldn't have done and, like, training camps that I just shouldn't have gone on um, and, like, runs that I just shouldn't have done. Just, just... Pretty much just dicking about, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. it was like. You end up just dicking, like you end up just dicking about. And I was like, and now I've, I've, I said to like Lindsay and and everyone, I've said like, 
it's not often that you get given this amazing opportunity of like getting to redo a year where like you've made massive mistakes and now you've been given this opportunity of a clean slate and you can remold 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. So like that's the way I'm seeing it. I'm like, oh, I could just get to restart the year, just pretend like 2020 has never existed, to be honest, because I mean, there's not many races. So no, nah, there's no. Nah. And, and yeah. what do you think next year? You know, obviously Tokyo, and is there any other? Are you gonna kind of focus on on what you you would have done this year in terms of track races, distances, and things? Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much gonna. Well, I thought <laughs> me just being an absolute twat. I had the <laughs> thought of like potentially in the double and the 10 and the five. Oh, oh nice. yes. yes. Breaking news. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but then when I spoke to some people about it, they were like, if you were going to do the 10 and five, like, what, why are you, why would you not have done it 2020? Like, why is it thinking what's happened in 20, like this year that's made you think you can mm. do the tank as well. And I was like, actually it's a great shout that is. I don't know why, like, I don't know what my, my thought process is because like the way the schedule works is it's like the 10 K would be first and then it'd be the 5k heat and then, so pretty much what would happen is yeah. I would get in the tank in the five k. I would probably get like let's say I'm finished eighth in the, eighth or ninth in the ten k because like let's yeah. be serious, still they can kick like an absolute ass, <laughs> at like sub 20, 20, sub twenty seven pace. So I'd say top ten, and then I'd be absolute beat in the five k and probably wouldn't make the final or whatever unless it was like unbelievable performance, which is just you're not. I'm not going to the Olympics to do that. Like my aim yeah. is to medal in the five k. So I think yeah. the chances are. I may run a 10k, but I don't think I will be competing at the Olympics in the 10k. So yeah. does that is that something you're looking at? Okay, say you don't say Olympics is 5k, you, you met probably sensible medal focus 10k. Then are we going to start seeing you then in the coming years move up to 10k? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I'd, I'd like I've, I'm quite disappointed I've not done one yet properly, but because yeah. um, all my training like is like 10k, 5k. I'm not really like if anyone knows me, I'm not like a speed demon. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, the gradual process for any athlete is to kind of move up, but I'm not moving up anytime soon. And it doesn't okay. mean, that, like, I'm not, like, moving away from the 5K. I'll still be doing 15s and stuff like that. But, yeah. Do I, I? Maybe I'm misremembering this. I seem to remember you run a half. Did you not run the Glasgow half or something? It was absolute. I remember, I think you described it yourself as a shambles or something. It was, it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster. I'm glad you brought that up because it was a disaster. <laughs> I was I mean, going to mention it, Tom, but I wanted to cut him some slack, you know? Nah, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I get absolute pelters when I'm on training camp because people ask me if you've done a half marathon and someone will chips up, oh, he's run like 75 minutes for his half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, lads, whatever. Nice. You made uh, me feel better. I've not got the slowest half on here. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> this, this conversation. What, is, what did you get, Andy? What, what did you run? I think, I, it was, I think it was about 70. I honestly don't know. Like, I, I don't honestly know. Oh, I just remember yeah. like, I remember people passing me and like, Ali, I remember, <laughs> oh, I remember Ali passing me and just saying like, I was like, mate, you're looking good. He's like, yeah, I just try not to get checked, checked. And I looked back and I saw the, I saw the lead woman. I was like, right, I, that's that's my aim. So like, like, I come into, I think like the the finish line of the TV of the girl, the girl. You know how they like swing left or swing right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm coming down the other one. I <laughs> finish. You're, uh, you weren't that guy who sprinted. Uh, out, tried to out sprint the lady, were you? No, nah, nah, I was. I, I I had a bit of a lead on it. It wasn't that tight. <laughs> it wasn't to the line. Yeah, but I don't nice. think the I think the organisers who invited me to the race knew how out of shape I was. <laughs> even though I told them beforehand that I wasn't going to be in good sh- good shape. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. Let, let, I'll I'll do another one just to, to just to get that PB and power ten a bit better. Oh, right, that's <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Everyone's nice. got to have a. You know. Everyone's got to have like a poor. 
a poor race somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. We've got to have a shocker, you know. Yeah, I might keep right. it. Just, I might just keep it for the banner. I might just leave it. Yeah, just skip it straight to the marathon. Just leave it in there. That's the <laughs> way to do it. Ah, oh, that, that's it. Um, so what about in terms of God? I've lost. I've lost. I've lost my train of thought there. Um, You've lost your spreadsheet. At, yeah, that's it. I've got a wee, a wee, a few listener questions. Um, in terms of training, we, we had quite an interesting one from Michael Rimmikins. Uh, so he's a medical student. He's just finished a research project looking at the value of blood lactate analysis and monitoring response to training load. Now, and he's wondering um, whether whether you and a, your support team use much physiological testing like blood lactate, and if so, um, you know what what's how much how much that guides. Yeah, how much does that guide the training that you do? Uh, yeah, we do do like a lot of like scientific research and look into like blood data. But like, do we use it? Nah, not really. We don't look at it. I like so like when I read. Um, I don't know if you've read Tyler Hamilton's book. Um, no. I can't remember what it's called. So it's about cycling. And all they talk about is hematocrit. All right. And they were like, yeah. so I started getting a bit mad obsessed about hematocrit last year, and like. <laughs> You, it's nothing you can change, whatever. But it was like if you're over fifty, it was like you were dodgy or whatever. Like in the second world, that was the like that was the limit. I looked at mine, and it was like forty-eight. I was like, Pfft. I like sent it to the lads, and they were like, oh, that's like the lads meaning like the physiologist. I was like, just pointed it out, and they're like, it, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, they, but when you do your blood test, or whatever, they give you like all this data, and it's pretty much just to check like if you're sick or not. Like, if you, but I mean, it's a good thing to to check like every so often just to make sure you're not not ill. But we wouldn't. Like if you jump on the treadmill and do like these like the parameters for like your thresholds and stuff like that, we don't really use it because like you just you can tell when you're absolutely like burning on the track or whether you're like you can understand yourself what an easy run is. Whether it doesn't need to tell you about paper to say to run easy, you have to run below seven minute mile or whatever it is. So we don't really change training and or whatever. We just like old school. Like when I was back at the Central Sea, like Central Sea with lads, like we didn't care. Like it didn't matter if you were like. I don't know, like out of shape and overweight or lean as anything, like you'd run together, you'd just try and smash it. Like it didn't matter yeah. if one person was hurting more than the other, it didn't really matter because yeah. Yeah. So so I suppose in a way it's it's not that important when you're training with other people and um, you know, it's the sessions that are important, but it's it's good to have some of this data in the in the in the back of your mind. What about in, in so in terms of like testing, do you like do you get VO2 max testing or you know, yeah. We don't do, we we don't really do view too much. We do like like lactate threshold testing to yeah, find yeah. out where the where the point of lactate turning point is. Yeah, which is and probably just, more important for middle distance and yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm like, but in t- in terms of like, at the end of the day, like to 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 increase your lactate turning point from where I see it is just get fitter. Yeah, it didn't matter like how I don't know like how quickly you run a 400 meters. Like in the day, it's just get fitter. There's not like a specific mm. session that's going to help you get your lactate turning point up. It's just a parameter to show you, like, this is where you're at right now, Butchie, or whatever. Like, and like, sometimes I've had unreal lactate threshold turning points, and like, you think, Jesus, this is sick. And then you race like an absolute dog. And then <laughs> you could go on the treadmill and it'd be like, mate, you're really unfit. And then you run like 1306. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not always like, yes, it's, not it's, not, yeah. it's not something yeah. that should look, end the day, like, take your fitness from your results. Don't take your fitness from. A treadmill test. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good. That's good advice. So jump, jumping onto the the live, we've got some, quite a few questions coming in. So Meryl Cooper, yeah. who's a, a GB ultra runner, uh, Meryl asks, "What's your go-to post-training nutrition for recovery?" Mm, like 
a serious answer or, or like what right, serious fill, fill, fill your boots your, your, your honest answer <laughs> if I finish the run I'm probably going to go like get a biscuit and have a digestion <laughs> nice which biscuit but, are we talking here I'm I'm on that weirdly I'm on like the digestive hype but one of the one of the good nice. ones is a to- toffee pop a toffee pop is a <laughs> toffee show. pop Oh, it's a strong biscuit. <laughs> okay, let me add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, it's a, str- it's a strong biscuit. Um, but but like in, t- in terms of like if I'm having a really hard training session, I'm at altitude and I'm like coming back from whatever it is, I'll probably just have a shake. I'll have like okay. a protein recovery shake and some milk or whatever. Just some because sometimes I can't. If I'm having a really hard session, sometimes I don't want to eat for like sometimes hours. I'm just like just not hungry. I just feel like crap. So I just have to get my liquid calories in so like i just have like a shake and a banana or something like that yeah you're quite a just, big fan of the the recovery shakes and is it sis and all that yeah kind of stuff and, the sis yeah. stuff is good it's just, it's just like it's just getting it's just getting calories in like like i said like sometimes if i have a, if you have a really 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 hard session i'm just not that hungry and i just can't yeah. eat so i'm just like i'll just have a shake and yeah it's, it's much easier to digest and like taste decent so yeah. How's your uh, How's your morning breakfast? Your Your Was it muesli and uh, Mate, that was berries. I, you still on that? Yeah, that was, nah, I'm so over that. <laughs> like I change my tune every like. That's just, I was saying like in that video that like on the YouTube I said like oh I change my breakfast all the time. I'm on like um, crunchy nut and just just literally just like sugary <laughs> cereal right now. Nice. So like I've gone from here to here. I was so disappointed. You know when you're sitting having a bowl of cocoa pops and you're seeing Andy Butcher having a bo- <laughs> muesli with fruit in there, it's really not what you want to see. Yeah, but I'm back on. Athlete. I'm back on the cocoa pops at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it changes every week. Like like last like I used to I used to drink I used to eat porridge with just water in it, like just like proper like anorexic. Like oh, porridge, uh, and then I, and then I started adding like half water, half milk, and I was like, "This is unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It was never reading out of the wheel." I was like, "Breakfast is just a whole new level," um, but yeah, just now it's like he's like crunchy nut and milk. That's it. So see all this YouTube, uh, this the honest the day. So episode number four is your your morning breakfast. Like I've been I've been wolfing down all these uh, fancy smoothies and things, and because. The breakfast of champions, you're not even fucking eating that anymore. Like, yeah, but I, ch- yeah, but I, ch- I said that like, I change it every week. Like, no, I'm done running shit. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to do an Instagram up every week of what my breakfast is every Monday, Monday <laughs> to Sunday. To. I'm gonna yeah. have to do that from now on. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Kyle, you can have some like, sh- oh, you have some sugary cereal. All right, I will do. Nice, you can get on the cocoa I'm, I'm on it already. So we've got a, a couple other questions. I don't think we've got any more, any more sort of nutritional questions, Tom. I don't know. Uh, is this not really know. Although there's a few people good. loving toffee pops, it seems. You, you like, right. toffee pops. You, you, you've hit the uh, yeah. It's a good mind. biscuit. I'm so, gonna get a hold of some toffee pops. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the hell? Are to- where'd you get them from? Is that is that uh, a fancy? Like, no, nah, it's not. It's like dirty stores. Like no, I said dirty stores. <laughs> I mean dirty stores. Dirty stores. Like like like, like your home like your home bargains or like <laughs> down like the mystery aisles of, of Aldi. So sometimes they're there lurking. Uh, have a look. Um, I don't know where else to be getting, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a strong biscuit. Yeah, I like it. Um, and what about? Uh, let's move on to some serious questions. Uh, we, we've got Jordan who, Crookshank who's asking. What's your favorite five k ten k session? You got a specific one that yeah. Ten k, yeah, five k session. I like I like doing my breakdowns. It's a good five k session, but like I probably say classic is just like 
annoyingly is like I, I used to do this one with the boys back in Scotland. They still do it. K two twos, so it's like K two two hundreds times three. So you do like a K at five K pace, mm, okay. and then do two two hundreds like quick, and then back to your slow back to your slow K. Um, yeah. So it just makes the K feel really really easy, pretty much. Because if you did some fast two hundreds, the K feels really nice. So like, yeah, I just do that. I just I just did equal recovery and yeah, the whole way sit through a session. session. Yeah. A lot we've, of people are finding, you know, wave runs. Uh, it's a bit like a wave run, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. Still... Everyone uses that wave run. I don't know what it is like. Someone spoke <laughs> to me about it. I'm like, I'm not a clue what a wave run is, mate. But <laughs> if you tell me what things are in like meters, then I'll understand it. <laughs> tell me the time and the, the distance. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll crack on. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah, uh, like we, we've got another question. This one. Uh, I'm not, actually. I'm gonna put the. I'm going to put the name with it just because it will maybe uh, add some context to you. So, uh, Morag Miller, who we know, uh, yeah, you know well, Morag, Morag. I mean, who knows if Morag's had a bear in yet? Mor- has she had it yet? Come I've on, I've no, she might, she's about to drop by the from the yeah. Instagram. Come on, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Morag asks, so You've said you do the, the national the past two years, will you do Blaked. them next year, or Blaked. are you scared Jamie Crow will beat you? <laughs> nah. <laughs> So nah, I'm not flaking at all. Every year, so like, every every year, every year I'd say I do it. So like the year before, I'll explain myself. The year before last, right? I just broke my foot and I was coming back, and it was like the absolute mud bath. It was an absolute treacherous course. I was like, yeah, yeah. no chance. <laughs> for me, like for me, sadly, the days of like doing nationals for the banter, it's kind of gone because it could. If I get injured, it ruins. It's like risk versus reward, yeah. and like that's what it is. Like the reward of winning nationals to me, like isn't that highly let's be serious for me like as sad as that is to, to say like i would much rather someone like jamie crow won it because it bring him on to greater success yeah, yeah. and then the so forth like i don't want to go and like i'm not saying like i would beat everyone but I don't, like i don't want to go and just like run a mockery i would rather like it became like a for me it was a really exciting race when i was racing against callum and ali and whatnot great, yeah. right yeah. it was sick because it was like actually like who is going to win the race like it was really exciting yeah. and like right now like it, it, for me like I'm not afraid to race Jamie Crow or anyone. And like, if it's if it's if it's a dry, crisp, cold morning on uh, at Falkirk Calendar Park, then yeah, I would always want to race it because the conditions suit me. But if it's wet, cold, miserable, then like, then the day probably I'm probably not going to be there. And like, mm-hmm. that's just simple. Like, I would like to help the boys at Central go ten roll, but then the they don't really need me. Like, they've got a strong enough team. And like, if I was in a team, it would put someone out of the team that would lose that experience. Exactly. And I like, mean, Mikey Wright deserves a medal. You don't want to bump him back to seven. I mean, come on, be a nice exactly. guy. Exactly. Dale Cole needs to stay in that team, and if they're not in it, then they're they're, they're out at the park drinking their beers. So, yeah, uh, yeah. What a gent you are. What a gent. I mean, you, it's really exciting when you talk about ten k because I mean, I think everyone in Scotland wants to see more of you and uh, you and the Hawkins boys going head to head and Mate, Adam Craig and these happen. boys. It needs to happen. Yeah. Adam Craig Maybe, may as well be sweet. Yeah. Needs to happen. We need to get some like. Honestly, me and Calm haven't raced properly for years. And everyone asked me, oh, who do you want to race against? And they like, it's, it's awkward because it's like quite good because me and Calm come from such different, oh, we yeah, start yeah. the same place. Yeah. It'd be good to meet in the middle somewhere. I don't know if, if 10K would be the place for it. I don't know if that's like, I think he'll probably hate this, but I reckon that probably suit me a bit more than it suit him to do a 10K. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, I, I love racing Calm. That'd be sweet. Yeah. You think it should be a 10K, a 10K race? I don't know. The, like, the, I think, the, ha- I think, or? I think half marathon would like definitely go towards his, and then 10k is probably more towards me. Mm. But yeah. like, so maybe 15K. we'll do a TRS 15k. Nah, right well, in the middle. <laughs> I think I think I think I'd rather 10k just because then it maybe the pressure be on me, which I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, oh, that would be cool. 
So what about um yeah, just some some more sort of uh, questions are flooding in now. They are um, no way. They are. So what about Chris McDonald's got a question? Favorite race tactics for five k? Do you sit and kick, gun the tape, or do you do something completely random and different? What's your uh depends on the race like see like talking like if it's an easy oh i wouldn't say easy if it's like a, if it's diamond league it's like get on the train and try and run smooth smooth as smooth as everything if you're running 62s all day it's nice and easy but if you're going yeah. 66 61 67 61 60 well, you know what i mean like a yo-yo is not a good way to run a 5k yeah. um mm. and that and that's simple tactics at the end of the day 5k is get through 3k as smoothly as possible and then think about the race like don't think about the race before 3k because yeah. nothing's happening. It doesn't matter what's happening. So it's like just smooth, just thinking smooth. Do you mm. prefer a tactical race or like a sort of time trial, you know, balls? Time trial, time balls. trial, always. 5k yeah. is dull, like British champs, like, like it's just slow or it's, yeah, it's slow. It's like, it's just a bit boring because you end up, it's like, yeah. what's the point? I might as well run a 2k race rather than, yeah. like <laughs> 5k is 5K's good, like when it's, hard because like at the end of it like there's some people who are wrecked and there's some people who are fit and that's what makes it like i think 5k should be the fittest person in the day should be winning the race not the quickest person in the day mm-hmm. um so yeah think, always 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 a quick race rather than slow yeah i suppose back in the day you know back in the 80s it was just like eyeballs out you know yeah who can who can run the fastest in a 5k and the winner is the fastest person on the on the course on the, you know yeah it's, uh, 15s is the tactical one so yeah, yeah. Okay, um, cool. So we've got, well, with another one, we got an Instagram question. We got uh, just a few minutes ago was uh, Cameron Bellingham asked, "What's your favorite running shoe?" Mm, right now, I use the old New Balance Ten Eighties. So I use like for just for running. I use like I don't know what I think they're V eights or IV8, yeah V nines. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they like they just I just bought I like bulk um, bought them and so I've got like loads of the shoes. So I just keep getting a new pair every so often. They're like nice fit of my Achilles and whatever. So yeah, if you find a good pair of running shoes, honestly, I recommend them just to bulk buy them because like when they change to the next the next one, like they change little things and it can just be a bit of a ball ache to be honest. Do you know when we had uh when we spoke to Cal Morgan's a while ago and he was talking about the some of the New Balance prototypes he, he's been looking at from a marathon perspective. On the yeah. track, a New Balance, we see Nike has a lot of chat with Nike and their um New spikes and new balance is that something they're looking at and you're you're involved with it all? They, yeah, they got Jesse one. Oh yes, oh, yes, yes. Right, we, of course right, we right, do. Some shoe porn on TRS. <laughs> I thought he wasn't wearing any trousers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of show, Kyle. <laughs> Here we go. Eh? <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a nice surprise. I come from I come from the darkness. <laughs> Here we go. So, saying, I thought you were just in the top only there, Andy. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That would have been nah. great. I had a good banner that, innit? <laughs> <laughs> so these are these are like the custom ones that I got made for when I brought my navicular. So these are ones that I've been wearing, right? So there's yeah. no carbon plate in them. They're like just mm-hmm. like a mishmash of other things. And then these are the new carbon fiber ones that they've brought out, which are available oh, wow. in America. These are called, these are the, actually MD800s, okay? So these are like for... Yeah. 800 meters but they actually suit 5k really well they've got a really stiff carbon plate um someone's gonna be screen recording this but whatever <laughs> but yeah they're but they're, they're really comfy there's a lot of things that are going to change to them they're, they're actually on the market in america i think you can buy them nice um, all right but they have this this heel is it so if you see the black bit's all carbon mm-hmm. right yeah this this white bit is just soft so it's like really like bendy and flexible so it's actually not very oh, good yeah. for 
So if you were to land on your midfoot all day, unreal. Yeah. But if you're ever to land on your heel, uh-uh, not good. Mm. So there's still a room for improvement with them. They're still changing them. But like, I mean, I'm sure Jake wore these shoes in the final in Doha. A lot of them ah. were in the, these in the final in Doha. Um, good shoes, really good spring in them. But um, cool. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna change them a bit. They're like kind of like flying it feeling um mm-hmm. if you're using like a nike term there but yeah this is the sweet the the, the newest um carbon shoe from from new balance that's nice. cool that's cool to see new balance are are, are, st- are right up there that's yeah. good do you think there's um like i mean from from that sort of spike to your usual back in the day spike a couple of years ago do you think there's a big difference in the shoe or i, th- I think it, people it are a big difference or? i think people are learning that like um sort of like if you're talking about like the heel of a shoe if you're thinking of like yeah. so let's just say like back in the day like you'd be running literally on like on nothing whereas now they're like wanting to raise the heel profile yeah, so that yeah. you're already in a forward position to spring off so like that's right. what the, the alpha flies and all this stuff have done like they've got a good heel raising them and like they're tall shoes that propel you forwards yeah. if you've not got anything in the heel like you did back in the day you're literally just like wasting energy when you hit the ground oh, so like okay. i think i think like the 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 method behind the man- madness is good. Like I think that like it is definitely like technology is improving in shoes and stuff like that. And that's why everyone's running quicker times. Like it is, is because the shoes are helping. Um, yeah. so, and I don't think it's like cheating or whatever. I, I, I'm not, I'm not for that. I, I quite miss the, the, the shoe chat on social media as opposed yeah. to the coronavirus chat. Yeah, that's not. true. Yeah. Um, no. oh, man. Bring, bring it back. Um, <laughs> bring, bring the war. Yeah. But yeah. What about, but yeah. Um, bring the war. Sorry. Excellent. What about the the road shoes? What's New Balance got in in, in the pipeline, uh, or what, what's out in terms of the carbon plate side of things? Th- Have they got much? I think Callum's probably more the, the person to was talked to with that. I I use yeah, like yeah. I use like the like the, the racers and stuff like that. Callum yeah. Pierre is they're working with like him for for a new a new shoe. Honestly, everyone's kind of as sad as it sounds like everyone's chasing after the Nike Nike technology to see like what yeah. they what they do. But they they've got like New Balance have this really good foam that's like similar to the nike foam i know callum said that he he really liked the feel of the shoes um, yeah but yeah I, I don't know what they're what's in the pipeline but what they have it just now the fuel cell racers and stuff they are really good shoes yeah yeah, shoes. yeah no it, that's it's good to know good to know um, right, I, I yeah think we've got time for a couple more kyle yeah we do yeah join a crack have you got one there so we've got i mean this one i'm not sure where this one's going but it's been put in so i'm going to ask it why wouldn't you put broccoli in a scottish paella <laughs> oh, wait, someone sent that. Who was it sent me that? I, I'd said it. That's me. Was I that Kyle? It. Right. Oh, so I, yeah. I've first I've ever heard of this. I'm not be funny, but like, so he's obviously watched the YouTube channels, right? And I'm cooking paella. Yeah. And yeah. I say to, I say what I put in it, and you just go into your cupboard and get your own crap. Sorry, <laughs> but like, you don't just do that. You don't. Like, my, <laughs> my you defense, don't do that. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie added it, not me. <laughs> she, she, yeah, there you go, man. There you go. No, bro, no, bro you, that was, and paella. She also put in uh, saffron. You weren't meant to put in saffron, were you? See, no, I'll tell you why that is because the reason it's called Scottish paella from my friend Alan Merchant is because you use turmeric, and turmeric is like less than half the price of saffron, yeah. hence the name Scottish because Scottish folk are tight. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Kyle, so, you should know so, that, Kyle. So, so, Kyle, you actually made, you actually made paella. You didn't make saffron paella. You made broccoli saffron paella. It was really nice. I must. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Fantastic yeah. job. We're inspired by your by your cooking. That that's what it is. Um, oh. but, yeah, I loved it. 
That's got, log, that's got logged on YouTube written all over it. Cooking with Butchie. I mean, like a live nah, cooking no chance. class, you know. <laughs> no chance. I have no hands left. Lindsay does most of the cooking in the house. I'm useless. <laughs> I, I just made a YouTube video once. Oh, that, and actually, that that's a quite leads us under a question that we got asked. One listener put in was, um, yeah, I mean, a lot, you know, loads of listeners we have runners, their their partners run. So, I mean, you are, you know, the ultimate running power couple in in, in Scotland, maybe Britain. What? Yeah. I mean, do you, how do you, do you? What's that like then? Are you are you both super competitive with each other? Are you drive each other on. One one's injured. How does that work? I mean, we, tell us we about wake up, the, behind we wake the curtain. Up, we wake up every morning, we go to a high five, say, let's fucking kill it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it's not like that at all. Um, that's pretty good. We both both motivate each other. Like if we both have highs and lows, and usually it matches. Like like I'll pick her up when she's down, and she put me up when I'm down. Um, which I'm not very often. I'm down to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Um, but that's no, easy. It's decent because like she, like she, Lindsay. Tra- the thing is, we both train really really hard, and if one of us slacks, like I don't think we'd be shy to say, "Mate, what are you doing? Come on." So like yeah. it's, it's it's honestly it's pretty easy and. Usually when we're not on lockdown, I'm usually away somewhere and she's usually away somewhere. So we're actually not together that that often. This is the longest we've been together for ages. Like yeah. three months at home is a long time for us. Usually we're away. Um, but yeah, general day to life is just like any other, any other relationship. I think like just get to see each other a bit more at, at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're at the track and I'm passing her, she's passing me. We can give each other a bit of encouragement. But yeah, it's yeah. a bit of fun. It's, it, literally, we both, both make it a bit of fun. That's the simple thing. Like, if you're in a relationship that you're both running on whatever, it's like any motivation towards the other partner is, it would be truly noted, I'm sure. You guys are, where are you based? Is it Loughborough? Loughborough, yeah. It's not too, like, yeah, we moving from Sandy with Loughborough is not the, no, the glamorous. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most glamorous. But the thing is, the, the facilities at Loughborough for where, we're at right now in our career well more Lindsay so than this is where her team is and for me like we both would, would like to live in Scotland that's where we're going to end up I'm sure but if we were to live in Scotland it'd be a bit of a shame on Lindsay because it wouldn't be where her base is her base is definitely here and I'm away half the time so yeah. it's a bit harsh for me to be like oh we'll live in Scotland because that's where I want to live and you have to deal with crap because I'm never there so like I think this is just like a if you see it's like a, a place of we're living here to work, um, simply. Um, I don't see us being here for the long, 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 long term. Um, so someone's just thrown in the question: Who would win over an eight hundred and fifty or fifteen hundred? You or Lindsay? But are you serious? Uh, it's been asked, <laughs> mate. It's been asked. Who was that? It's a joke. It's Jordan Crookshank. You're getting called out. <laughs> Crookshank, sort it out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, having a laugh. I would take if, if you'd said like two hundred meters, then yeah. I think like the distance that me and Lindsay would be good at is like anywhere like from around 300, 400 meters is around like our right, go 200 meters and down. She'd kick me every day because off wow, the line, okay. off the line, mate, rocket, like gone, ah. like gone. And I'm like a like, diesel engine slowly. Like, <laughs> so I think, I think three, 400 meters is a good, I think she'd probably both run around like 50, 51, 50 seconds for a 400. So probably about that. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's mental. Nice. What's uh, how's Lindsay getting on training? Is she coping well with training at the moment? She's yeah. good. Yeah, it's just yeah. like like everyone else. It's difficult to. Lindsay likes to race, and that's the thing. Like, because you're not racing, it's like, like I said, like if you're if you're if I was at 100 miles a week, I'd be finding yeah. the lockdown hard, and that's the thing that she's got. She's been fine and fit and healthy. Yeah. So it's been like giving herself challenges. So like next week she's got like a time trial 600 meter 
like race that she's doing at the oh, track. Nice. So she's been like yeah. focusing towards like stuff like that. So it's just to see where she's at. Um, but yeah, she, she'd be fine. She'd fit healthy and yeah, good. all good. Yeah. So Brilliant. Kyle, shall we? What? Why don't we re? While we wind this down, we can. I think we need to go back through further questions then, just to see as a. Uh-oh. Let's see if he's in the same. Uh, how his <laughs> answers I, are to a hundred episodes ago. Yeah. Oh god. I have no idea what they are, but you probably remember. You probably have got no idea either. Is that is it America versus UK stuff? Is like haggis versus like pizza or something like that. It's, so <laughs> yeah. it's, is it? It's no. It's it's, it's more. It's more on you. So. Uh, Kyle, Aww. do you want to... Well, we've kind of had one of them already. Um, well, let's kick off with favourite movie. Favourite movie? Uh, oh, I, you know what? I reckon I said really childish, like Toy Story or something like that. So I'll go Toy Story. <laughs> nice. Solid choice. Okay. I said Ghostbusters last week, so... You're, what? Nah. You're in, uh, you're in good, good measures. Next one. Fa- what's your favourite race, Andy? Every time, London Diamond League. Ah. Oh. Nice, interesting. That'll choice. be electric, that race a bit. Yeah, unreal. Unreal. Worst race experience. Worst race experience. Oh, easy answer. I raced, I don't even know why I did it. I raced indoors Birmingham 2019 before like the Glasgow, and that Tefera was going for the world record. And they went out at like 54, and I just walked off the track. I was like, yeah, see you later. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just what I was like, yeah, no, no, more than that. See you later. <laughs> Rest day or recovery run? Uh, always recovery run. Nice. Nice. Favourite place to run? Uh, Fontenot. Or Scotland. Like near where I live. Nice. Yeah. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Mm, evening saunter. This is going to be an, an interesting one because I remember your answer from this one. Ah, so time. do I. <laughs> Running hero. Running hero. Yeah. Ali Hay. Yeah, he got it again. He got yes. it again. It must be. Who right. says Ali Hay? Yeah. I don't. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> Love it. Two years later, he's still going for the same hero. Who says? Ali Hay. Actually, uh, you probably didn't listen. Ali, Ali, Ali. I think Ali might have mentioned you as his running when we interviewed Ali. I think Ali might have put you down actually. So it's a mutual. Reck- uh... He probably just said that because he felt bad. I remember. The, <laughs> I remember the day. I remember the days when I'm sure Ali won't mind me saying it. When like I was young and like, basically what I do with training was like I would go with Ali and let's say I had four hundreds. I would run every one with him until I couldn't do any more, and he'd probably still have like ten left. And I'd be done. <laughs> and then, like every every time you go back, you'd be do another one or whatever. Yeah. I remember the crossover point. I'd, I'd hate to think what it was like for Ali of the crossover. Point like <laughs> I went past him, and like and like well, I'm not saying that I'm like, but like I remember when like I ran a like if I ran a 500 meters and I broke like or I don't know if I broke his outdoor PB or whatever. I'm not sure, but when I ran it indoors, I'm sure he was like it was indoors. Doesn't count. Like I'm I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to that record for as long as yes. I can. Go on, Ali. <laughs> yes, love it. Uh, is it me that? Uh, what's your? Oh, this is a good one. Favorite cake or biscuit? Uh, cake is solid carrot cake. Nice, a good carrot cake. Nice, nice. Um, solid biscuit. Yeah, I'm uh, toffee pops on my head, but like <laughs> honestly, like if you're just doing the bread and butter biscuits, like I love a custard cream or, or a digestive. Oh, like, nice. There's going to be a surge, of, surge of sales of toffee pops uh, from runners in the next couple of days. Eh? Home barkings, yeah. home barkings be flooded. Do you know what? You can, you can. Uh, obviously, we've got quite a mixed uh, audience here because someone's comment on the chat saying I screw up to it. Um, 
Yeah, you, apparently you can't get toffee pops and waitros. So yeah, you definitely <laughs> can't. You can't get them. With yeah, no exactly. Chance. No chance. Um, favorite beer. Favorite beer. Yeah. Sad. Don't drink, lads. Oh, only wine. Oh, only wine. Only, wine. Wine. Red, only red wine. Uh, red wine. No, we'll take that one then. Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite book? Oh, mate, I'm so useless to books. I don't read. <laughs> Someone sent me books. Someone sent me, like, I did a, and I hope it doesn't listen to it, Lee Grantham sent me some books. I did a thing. And, like, he also doesn't know that well because I never read. They're going in the bin. Um, but I, re- I did read that Tyler Hamilton's book, the one about cycling, and that, I was oh, yeah. glued to it. I was glued to it. So I'd say that one. Uh, we've got a live Farley question being dropped in here. I'll give you the name <laughs> of the guy who's asked it in a minute. What's your favourite cartoon? Cartoon? Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Steve Mackay asked that question. Steve Mackay, choose your pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, Stephen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know where the hell I am now. Miles or kilometers? What, Miles. 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 Who's, that's weird. Kilometers is weird. Oh, I'm in. So I try, you know, I try to convert. Nah, All the youngsters do it. All the, it's like, I think it's like hip and cool to be a kilometers <laughs> guy, but mate, like, come on. No one knows what you're talking about. No one knows what you're <laughs> yes, talking about. Yes, exactly. Uh, post-race treat. Post-race, yeah. Like a burger and a milkshake. Milkshake or a burger, yeah. Solid. Yeah. Last one we've got is what, one race, what would it be? One race? Yeah. Uh, five kilo on the Diamond League every time. Five kilo on the Diamond League. So nice, good. Nice. So Brilliant. actually, one thing comes to mind for me as well. So next, Central, are they going to w- win ten in a row? And <laughs> who, who's your and who's your six going to be? Uh, you're, you're not lining up. You're on the sideline. Give yeah, us yeah, your, yeah, your six. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Uh, well, first of all, it's, I think it's like pretty, it's pretty dominant that they're going to win it. Let's be serious. Seems <laughs> like pretty good. So I'll go. Jamie Crow, Ali Hay, uh, Dale Coley. Um, I'll say Cameron Milne's going to come back from Holland to do it. Nice. I'm going. I'm going to say. I'm hoping that Lewis Meyer has a comeback and can make that team yes. take those five. And I, I'd be. I'd be a bit harsh if I didn't say righty. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but yeah, probably that's a that's a good six to the team there. Nice. But there's a lot. Uh, of young, a there's, a, there's a lot of youngsters that are coming through that I've not really seen much of, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've probably got about nine athletes that could demolish most of them. So yeah. We've got substitutes. Hell of a hell of a squad. Awesome. Well, fact, Andy, I know you. You've, we've got you've got your dinner at eight, I think. And uh, what what are you having tonight? Oh. Is that a cheeky wee Scottish paella again? Or? <laughs> nah, I don't know. What Sharpie's put up for me. I think it's like yeah. you know we do sometimes these like um like mindful chefs like you know if you get like Hello Fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get some sent to the house. Like we have a like British Lights have like a partnership with them. And oh, nice. honestly, honestly, nice. it's actually class because like, there's some stuff that you just get sent. It's like so you just get sent all the ingredients and you just make it yeah. well easy. But there's stuff that you just wouldn't ever make. So like, let's say it's like fish tacos. Whoever makes fish tacos, <laughs> but yet once you get given yeah. the ingredients and whatever, they're well easy to make. So yeah, like, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, like it changes. Rather than having spaghetti bolognese every night, like most folk, like yeah. So I don't know. It's probably like some chicken dish. I don't know, like some weird oh, fancy like, name. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Here's one for you. Scottish. Um... Scottish carbonara is decent. Scottish carbonara? Honestly, yeah. It's, What's it's that? Just, just throw haggiston instead of bacon and throw carbonara. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that's dynamite. Strong. That's strong. Really there's, there's not many places you can get haggiston down in England. I'm not sure, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird place down here. Weird place. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, well no, it's been brilliant, Andy. Thanks again for coming along. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, chatting, it's been great banter. Easy. Great, great way of you know finishing the night off for me anyway before I go to bed. Um, so if anyone wants to follow Andy, like, Andy, are you going to keep doing your YouTube videos? I encourage uh, you to because they're dynamite. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get back on them, but I'll wait until lockdown measures are lifted so yeah. that I can get a little bit better mm. content. I don't. Yeah. The issue is being like not saying like elite. You're kind of in the spotlight. I don't want to make mistakes with yeah, yeah, doing things. Yeah, yeah fair I right. want to be sensible. So like, yeah, I think I'll crack on when I'm and also when I'm running like a little bit more smoothly and things look a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, well, not, I, it's not finished. I'll do them more. Don't worry. Oh, like I've got a lot of treadmill running to do, so I need some uh, inspiration. Oh uh, no. I need some. No. I need some uh, positivity and banter in my life. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I'll bring it for you. Tom doesn't provide it that much anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, good luck with the the, con- the continued comeback. Uh, Cheers, yeah, lads. Hopefully, good luck for when you do get back, and we're excited to see you race later in the in the season. Then. Cheers, Definitely. lads. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Yeah. See you later. On. Thanks very much, Andy. Bye, everyone. Thanks, buddy. Bye, bye. Cheers. Okay, thanks for that, Andy. It was an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Um, you know, the, the the sort of early doors of lockdown, and uh, I, you know, I see since since that you know since that time we chatted to you, you are back running again, which is great. So you know, fingers crossed, you get to yeah crack on and and, and get some races in later on in the year. So so uh, Tommy, we've got some more base layers and in. in, in Clothing that we've been running in, uh, courtesy of Sore Running. So I, I went out for a wee, you know, a cheeky wee run um, with my long sleeve t-shirt on when I, I ran from Aberdeen, to, uh, no, Afford to Aberdeen, and I stupidly left my my base layer on. I didn't take it off because I started at like seven in the morning. It was a it was a hoo of a hot day by the end of the you know it, you know late morning. But do you know what? Like I, I thought it was a great great long sleeve t-shirt. Um, you know, we were wearing, I was, I was wearing for the, and the, you know, the fact I didn't have to take it off shows it's, it was quite cool as well. It, you know, it's, it wasn't really, really thick. So I, I can, you know, recommend that long sleeve to you folks. And the colour of it was quite, quite standoutish as well. You know, it's a, a quite, the, quite the, bright the coral, for the eyes. <laughs> is it the same one that I've got, the coral pink one? That, that's it. That's the guy. Nice. Um, so, you know, being on the roads with that thing, no one's going to hit you. That's for sure. Yeah, um, which is a, which is a good which is important. Exactly, you know anyone with your vapor flies, your pink vapor oh. fly, it would be a fantastic match uh, for you know with this long sleeve tee as well. So yeah, that's my you know my final verdict. Really enjoyed it. Really light. Really moisture you know moisture wicking. The material felt really nice too. It's uh, you know it's great, great, great material, great quality. So yeah, can certainly. Um, encourage you to have a look at that so it's a long sleeve version it's a tech t 2.2.0 is the the guy that you want to try out and uh yeah it seems to be quite a good summer and winter long sleeve tea as well yes. you know we're not I in am... that situation just yet that we're gonna have to you know wrap up but it's gonna happen quite soon eh well that's why i've not been in it yet because it's uh the weather has been pretty it's been pretty warm and humid but i'm a big fan of a a long sleeve under a t-shirt under a short sleeve t-shirt in like that sort of you know early spring late autumn where it's a bit chilly 
and you can bin the, your t-shirt and then just have a, a, a long sleeve that you know you're not going to overheat in. So, and that looks like it will be the business. And actually, I've tried it on. I haven't run it. But one thing I did notice is it's got like, you know, that, is it bonded seams? So you don't have like a, a sort of seam sticking out as such. It's like a laser or, or I don't know, it's, maybe it's just glued, but like laser cut bonded seams is, I always like that. I've, I haven't got many tops like that, isn't there? but I, those that I do, they're re- there's no rubbing. It's a beautiful yeah. fit. So I look forward to trying it and I'm sure yeah. I'll have the ver- same verdict as you. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so we, we actually, other than, I haven't really kind of looked at this rant, but uh, we do have one rant, don't we? <laughs> so, this, one's, yeah. uh, this one's brought to her, you know, we're going to keep, keep her anonymous because she is, um, you know, she's, She's, she does send in a lot of content, but, uh, you know, her, her, her first name's Kirsty. Uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so you want to read out the, the rant here, Tom? I don't know if you're uh, probably... I'm happy, I'm happy to, because I actually got, uh, literally, as we were starting recording, I got an email that says, uh-oh, you're not the local legend anymore. And I was like, what WTF is going on here? So this rant says, have I got this right? If I do the same route and or segments more than anyone else, it makes me a legend. It doesn't matter if I sprint them or crawl them. Who came up with this? Seriously, running the same segment over and over again might make me a lot of things, e.g. bored, predictable, an OCD sufferer. But a legend? I think not. (laughs) So this is in relation to the new Strava feature called Local Legend, which is the person who has run a segment the most times in the last 90 days is the local legend. And I've got a few around here, and my email has been going off. Like, for example, today, uh-oh, you're not the local legend anymore. You lost the title of local legend on Skin Road Climb. I won't read his name out. Someone's four efforts set the new bar for the most attempts completed on that segment in the past 90 days. Two things. A, I mean, I, I don't even know where the Skin Road Climb is. Secondly, four efforts in 90 days. That's not much. That's not legendary in anyone's books. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, thirdly, I'm not quite sure... I, I guess it's cool because it, it maybe lets people have something to shoot for. I mean, there's a lot of segments I'm never going to own. You know, anything that, for example, Cameron Strachan's got around here, I'm not touching that. So you could argue that there's a, it maybe gives people something to compete for. But I, would, I think you'd be better off just shooting for your own personal record of a, of a segment. What do you reckon? I, I think it's a bit weird, you know, like, is it, is it not going to lead to, you know, an explosion of more segments? Because people are once like yeah. more, more, more just to be the local legend. I mean, you know, I can make I can make a local legend one around my back garden, you know. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know. That's it's true. Like, I bet of the I bet of the bloody coffin local legend. It'll be if it's <laughs> not me, it'll be Fiona. I mean, the the laps I've done when they're in lockdown over the even that three month period. I'm just trying to work out on the Strava. Well, I've got my Strava open here. I'm looking at the trophy case to see if there's anything you can see. Uh, if you can see what local legends you've got right now, I don't think you can. No, well, that's shows a bit the, uh, after, is it not? Like, yeah, you, you would think it'd be yeah. your local legends. Like, I, I don't I know so. if I've got any, though. I've not heard that I've had any. I have some. I've got the you know, when you're going from Hazelhead to Countryswells, there's that gate to gate, there's two gates. You go, yeah, through. yeah. I've got the gate to gate <laughs> local legend. <laughs> What's uh, I want I want to also know um, you know have you gone up Bremen Hill yet to try and beat my I haven't I haven't I actually I was thinking about maybe do, taking that making an assault on that this week oh nice can't, I can't wait to see the 
Yeah, I can't wait to see the, the Strava if it works with your Garmin. Eh? You better make sure you've got your Strava, you know, another yeah. form of recording your activity. Yeah? It's true. Do you know, I've, I've shot myself in the foot that I should have done this deep into lockdown when you weren't able to drive to exercise. That would have been a, a more sensible way to at least try and get it for a period. I'm anyway, keep, yeah, so... I'm going to keep on the flat so you're safe enough, Tom. Now, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm going to go for a, a, another rant about Garmin here. Uh, maybe it's already been said, but everyone was kicking off about Garmin being, you know, locked down or, or whatever. Can you not just download the app on Strava and record it? Uh, if you carry your phone, I guess you could, yeah. Because I, I always carry my phone just because, obviously, we've got a wee, you know, Logan and it happens. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I sometimes go, you know, between my Suunto and my Strava app and just record it mm-hmm. that way. That's interesting. Why did no one do that? Everyone was going mental over over Garmin not working. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a, I never thought about that. That's a good Well, good there you go, folks. Might be too late now, but, uh, you know, words of wisdom from myself. Yeah. My, uh, your, your, if you haven't had your every day's a school day lesson, that's it. Not just a hat stand. This is it. <laughs> so, Kyle, TRS run of the week. Is there? Have we got? Have we got one? It's got to be Joe. Nice. Yes, I, I think like so. That. It can't be anyone else because no one else has done any races. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I mean, God. you know, regardless of the, the the race calendar was full of of races. That Joe's results, you know, she's broken a Scottish record and uh, a British record as well. And is it the British? Oh, so many she broken. Yeah, the British two hundred k record. So, uh, yeah, well done to to Joe, and we're looking forward to getting her on the show. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Nice. So I think that's it. I think that's all we've got this week. Um, so before we wrap up, listeners, if you've got, if you would like to get in touch with us to discuss anything, to to give Kyle advice on twenty four hour running or fueling, or you've got some uh, rants, or you've, or you let us know if you do have a race still on the calendar that you're doing. Say you're in, in for London or Wrexham, it'd be cool to to know who's doing it. I know a shout out Mikey Wright got in touch. He's he's planning to line up at Wrexham if it goes ahead. So I look forward to that tussle there. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, in fact, it'd be really cool to get a train, get a sort of Scottish runners train on the go, sitting somewhere between 2.25 and 2.30 pace. That'd be superb. So anyway, if you're going down to any of these races, let us know. If you're doing your own races, let us know. We'd love to hear from listeners. So we are tartrunningshorts at gmail.com. The website is www.tartrunningshorts.com, where if you like, you can post your own article. A couple of listeners have done that with their races. Facebook is at tartrunningshorts. Instagram is at tartrunningshorts. And Twitter is at tartrunningshorts. What are you Fantastic. up to this week, Kyle? Not much, I don't think. I mean, you know, a bit of running here and there again. Uh, you know, just just planning out the the, the twenty four hour event. Um, you know, building building a bit of building a business as well, uh, which I'll, I'll I'll reveal in the next kind of couple of weeks. And uh, exciting in the training as well. You know, like you know, I'm going to do a, a kind of bigger bigger back top heavy again later on in the week do more of my volume then and we'll see how things go and that's that'll be week week one out of week three the pertinent sessions out out the way and four weeks to go next week eh so it's all kicking off what about you Tom what have you got on what have I got on not a huge amount I'm going to try as I said I'm going to try and get a bump the mileage this week get get some marathon pace work later in the week and yeah 
I'm uh, no, I'm I'm hoping to really start to buckle down now. But it's funny when you say that four or five weeks to go for you. That's really not long. So I look forward the next few weeks to hear about some of the the pacing plans because I I've got to say I really still struggle to get my head around this 24 hours running. I I don't I don't know. All I know is because what is a slow pace? I guess will become quite hard at some stage. And I'm I'm very interested to talk about how what your plans are for the various situations and and yeah, yeah. what you're you, you know I know there's a few you've talked about a few records that you're looking at. It'll be very interesting as we get closer to it what you're going to do. So I'm sure the listeners yeah. are on tent hooks as well. Oh, I bet they are. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and also, I'm one, and, well, and also two shout outs. One is um, he hasn't, so I'm going to plug it because he's too modest. I'm going to plug it himself. Kyle's fundraising, of course, for this this uh, this challenge. So have a look at his Facebook page. It's probably on the TRS somewhere. You can find that. Donate to him. Two great causes he's raising for Chaz and Katemba uh, Edwards Foundation. And also, if you're a tech wizard and you've got any idea how he can have a running total and see how far he's gone. Let him know because he—that's uh—he's at—he's at—he's asked me, and I don't have that much information. So if you're a tech wizard, let us know. Well, thank you, thank you for reminding me, Tom. That's uh, awful, awful kind of you. Well, on that note, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show, and we look forward to hearing from you next, hearing from you next week, and again sharing the love of running there uh, to you as well. So have a good one, folks. Bye. And that's a wrap.